And in this corner, weighing in at a set of blueberries, the standard low-fat Republican, grand old Republican, who refuses to fight the Democrats the way they fight us, Governor Goofball. And in this corner, weighing in at a set of Vidalia onions, the teller of truth, the slayer of Democrats. Folks, people want a champion. A man and his microphone. The really real deal with Brother Craig, the hatchet man. Traps on roses and whiskers on kittens, bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens, brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Welcome to the program, America. Hey, a little bit of uh, my favorite things, Tony Bennett version. Uh, hey, Happy New Year, uh, New Year's blessings. I hope you all had a very, very wonderful Christmas. And uh, hey, it's that time again, folks, uh, closing in on the end of another year. And uh, we're going to start this thing out today with a few of the Hatchet Man's favorite things. Okay, you just you just heard a little bit of the Tony Bennett version, okay? And now, you know, the Hatchet Man, you know, we get down just a little bit different uh, with with my favorite things. And um, but that was a, a great, great uh, tune by Rogers and Hammond, ha- Rogers and Hammerstein, and many, many uh, people. Uh, have uh, have covered that song over the years, and uh, as a matter of fact, it'd be nice if we could dig up uh, a Nancy Wilson version of it. You know, she's uh, uh, one of the uh, folks in memoriam that we lost this year. But uh, you know, I sat down. I think it was last year. I uh, I wrote this thing out, and uh, as a matter of fact, we did it on the air at the end of the year last year. Uh, my favorite things, and uh, but now this year I have to change one thing because last year the stock market was rising, <laughs> and uh, I guess this year that wall will be rising hopefully. So, uh, but anyway, I'm not a singer, but anyway, here we go a little bit. I see, wow, folks are on Facebook big time here. So this, what is this, my singing debut? <laughs> As you all know, we have our five-day-a-week uh, uh, program uh, replacing Michael Savage uh, starting uh, not this Monday, but the following Monday, January 7th, okay, in the afternoon drive, uh, 4 to 6, okay? So it's not really my afternoon drive debut. I used to do the afternoon drive uh, years ago. Uh, when I was over at WLEE. So looking very much forward to doing, wow, Facebook is just, now. did somebody tell Facebook that the Hatchet Man is going to sing today? Because <laughs> you all know I can't, it's a good thing folks can't throw things at Facebook. <laughs> okay. But uh, anyway, here we go. I'm going to give it a little try here. And uh, But anyway, um, Southern Wall Rises, a president who listens Bright young conservatives and none nicknamed mittens, old neoliberals stung by my zings. These are a few of my favorite things. Tax cuts at Christmas and good legal opinions. Conservatives and Republicans and Christians with onions. Angels that fly 
with the truth on their wings. These are a few of my favorite things. Girls in white dresses and boys in blue blazers. Snowflakes in college who change to real majors. Silver-haired elders with many blessings. These are a few of my favorite things. When the Democrats bite, when the nuts sing, I'm not feeling sad. I simply thank God for my favorite things. And then I can be <laughs> so glad. <laughs> Welcome to the program, folks. And uh, that is the end of the Hatchet Band's singing career. <laughs> and, uh, and if things are looking different to you guys uh, watching on the Hatchet Cam, it's because the Hatchet Man is on vacation here. I've got uh, Maximus. Where did Maximus the Hatchet Hound go? Okay, yeah, he's left me. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Mrs. Hatchet and I and and our dad, we're getting a little R&R. So, uh, hey, but we could not uh, be away without doing this program. And uh, what we would love to do, and uh, wow, I look at all the folks watching on Facebook. I hope folks out there listening on the radio also. We're going to open up the phone lines early. Uh, 804-454-1366 is the number. And uh, you just call in and uh, say hi to Tracy Lynn, and Tracy Lynn will patch you right on in uh, to your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, uh, Brother Craig, as we uh, talk about. And, and, you know, now everything we talk about today are not going to be my favorite things, but I just, I tell you, I just love that song. You know, I'm I'm a music guy, and, um, you know, and it's just, uh, you know, music from the era when, songs had meaning and even the, the, the artistry was uh, crisp, you know, when, when people like, for example, when we do uh net King Cole and every, the guy, the guy gives you every syllable that you pay for, you know, same thing with Tony Bennett, all these, these are, uh, you know, these are maestros of music. Okay. And, you know, nowadays it's like, I, I couldn't even tell you the names of some of these people. Well, I know the name Beyonce. I call her bouncy, and Jay Z. I call him lazy. And <laughs> no, but I mean, and I'm not picking on them because I, I could, I honestly could not tell you one song, the name of one song that these people have ever made. You know, I've heard bits and pieces here and there. The vulgarity, and you know, I think you know one of them is like bow down. Um, and you know, I'm not going to repeat the word, but it's like a female dog. And this is a woman singing this to, to other women to bow down to her. And here we are in, the, we, you know, end of year, we're still in the season of Christ, and, and which is the only one we should bow down to. And uh, it's, it's, it's just, uh, it's, you know, th these are the times uh, that we live in. And it's a very, very... Um, you know, particularly, I guess, for, for our elders that have gone through this most recent saculum in their, their entire lifetime, all they've known is America post-World War II, which was World War II and the Great Depression was the last time America had a crisis era like what we're going through now. And so, of course, once the crisis is over, then things are on the upswing and everything is good and things are improving. And so... You know, you reach a zenith and it cannot improve anymore. And so the only thing for it to do is to go downward. 
And, you know, the seasons are like that. We just had the shortest day of the year, what, eight, eight or nine days ago was the shortest day of the year. Uh, sunset around, what, 445 or something like that, five o'clock. And well, after that, the days get longer. It'll reach a zenith on, on the first day of summer, June 21st. It, it'll get dark about nine, quarter after nine, nine thirty, something like that. And uh, it, it won't, it won't get any longer. They, they will begin to shorten. This is just natural, folks. And it just, and, you know, I know it's heartbreaking uh, when you see it societally and you see it spiritually occurring. Uh, but we have to just uh, take heart in, uh, you know, even in the winter, you'll see little shoots of uh, grass poking up, greenery poking up through through the snow, even in the darkest in the darkest winter, which is like a little reminder. Yeah, just hold on. Spring is coming. And so, you know, the society is kind of like that. But anyway, we're going to uh, take our first break now. And when we come back, I'm going to start uh, detailing some of the things of the year. We're going to do like a recap of the year that we've had. And um, and I do want to give a, a shout out to the Sight and Sound uh, Theater, which was just, um, you know, we had an opportunity. Mrs. Hatchet, uh, we, we couldn't take Maximus now. Maximus the Hatchet Hound, he had to stay. <laughs> okay. But um, we uh, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. And we highly, highly recommend it. And uh, hopefully sometime soon we'll have an interview uh, with the, uh, someone over there that runs the place. It's uh, really, really quite amazing, uh, quite amazing. And the, uh, they do uh, all they do are uh, biblical productions. And, of course, this being the Christmas season, the uh, play this go round was Jesus. And so. Uh, and it's at the end of its run. It's been running from March to December, so just a couple more days. And uh, I'm not sure what their next production is going to be. But uh, I'll tell you one thing. Whatever it is, I'm going to want to go see it. Okay? <laughs> and uh, So anyway, uh, we're going to take our first break. If you'd like to chime in, 804-454-1366 is the number. 804-454-1366. And his microphone, Brother Craig. Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. 
There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at SalvationArmyUSA.org. Military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at SOWWCharity.com. Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at VAChristian.org and SaltAndLightCouncil.org. And there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. So we support not only our own group, the First Amendment Inc.com, which keeps us on the air, but the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. Give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And give in the measure that God has given to you. Thank you, Virginia, and God bless you. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Welcome back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on America's Big Dog Radio Program, the really real deal. A little more of that Tony Bennett version of my favorite things. Uh, yeah. And uh, I'm sorry, Tony, but the Hatchet Man's version is funnier. <laughs> anyway, 804-454-1366 is the number if you all out there would like to join. 804-454-1366. And you heard the giving ad there, and a couple of weeks ago we had a fundraiser. I want to say again, uh, thank you to all that participated. And uh, some folks came out, some folks sent uh, donations in um, through the website, which is the really real deal.com. And some folks sent uh old fashioned check in the mail uh, in uh, which uh, you, you know, if you want to follow that suit, Hey, it's the first amendment Inc. The first amendment Inc. Just like the constitution with the ink at the end, I N C. Uh, and the address is 8659 Staples Mill Road, 8659 Staples Mill Road, Richmond, Virginia, 23228. We'll give that address out again uh, later in the program uh, if someone uh, wants to uh, help stand with uh, the hatchet man here as a watchman on the wall. And make no mistake about it, folks, that's exactly uh, what I am. I am a watchman on the wall. And uh, when you read about the watchman on the wall in the book of Isaiah. It uh, it does not sound like a suggestion to me. It sounds like God is given a command. And so if we're going to have a Christian conservative radio in this nation, uh, Christians are going to have to support it and conservatives are going to have to support it. It's, uh, you know, you, you, you look at, um, like, for example, you look at a lot of your other Christian programming. Uh, they tend to not have a whole lot of ads. Uh, we do have one ad. We'll play that uh, at the bottom of the hour or at the quarter of the next hour. We do um, code update for you. We do, uh, and we really appreciate him. Uh, but uh, we will be reaching out to uh, Christian and conservative business owners uh, with this new move we're making, uh, we're, we're purchasing a lot more airtime. And so uh, that means we're going to have to have more income. And remember, folks, the hatchet man, I, I, this is my 11th year. Uh, I don't say it as a boast. It's just a fact, you know, never drawn a salary. 
but um, the, the the truth has to get out there. And so it's, you know, now maybe one day I will draw a salary. There's nothing wrong with that now if, I, if things get to that point. Uh, but if this, this is a labor of love that Mrs. Hatchett and I, uh, we both uh, do, and we do it joyfully. We do it joyfully. And it gets a little bit tough at times, but you know, whenever the going really, really gets tough, there's always a Christian brother or sister right there to help us get through those rough patches. And so I just want to say thank you, uh, a very, very heartfelt thank you. Okay. And so, but anyway, um, there are many, you know, throughout history that have just paid so much more. You know, uh, you look at soldiers. We we had a police officer out in California uh, was killed yesterday, or yesterday or day before, but very recently he was killed by an illegal alien. Uh, the man is a newlywed, has a five-month-old child, five months old, okay? And we're having, uh, you know, and you heard the little song I did, a few of my favorite things, you know, that wall, Trump building that wall, one of my favorite things. And so government shutdown is good. Now, to people in the swamp, government shutdown is bad because they want to convince you that you cannot live without government, okay? Country was founded without government, okay? It was um, a private business that sent the first uh, people over here. It was not the government, okay? So you, you got the most powerful nation on earth was started without government, okay? And now they tell you you can't live without government. It's ridiculous, okay? And... Um, you know, and look at every state of the you know, of the fifty states. Every last one of them was started when there was nothing but just a handful of people there. Okay, and they had to go and they had to fight. You had people that were already in a lot of these places. You had people that were already living there. Okay, and uh, it was a, just a you know a totally different culture. And basically, it had to be taken. And yes, it had to be taken. And I'm glad it was taken. You know, I'm not one of these that's going to cry. Uh, over, you know, sure, there were some uh, atrocities done, but, you know, the, these uh, are human beings, and so they were committing atrocities, too. It, it, as a matter of fact, that when they got there, they had to commit an atrocity to their neighboring tribes because that's the nature of humanity, okay? And that's what humanity does uh, without God. Even with God, we still do it. But, um, you know, you have these... Uh, societies and, and, and you have people that want to say, well, America is evil and America deserves all this and that, that people should come here illegally and just take it. And this is what they say that they're doing. And so they say that this is reconquista, reconquering, that you conquered it from us, we're going to conquer it from you. But in any group of people have conquered a land, okay, there's nowhere you know, in 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 the in the civilized Western Christian Western world, we have elections. We do that now. But even behind the scenes, there's either violence or the threat of violence if things don't go well. You know, whenever you have armed um, officers of the law, that is silently a threat of violence. Okay, you walk into a courtroom and you go through a proceeding, and there's a guy there with a gun. That is a threat of violence. That if you don't go along with what we say. Uh, you know, whether you're guilty or not guilty, but if we pronounce you guilty, you better hold your hands out, accept these handcuffs and walk on off, because if you don't, it's going to get ugly. That is a threat of violence. And so this is just the nature of life. OK, you you just you you just can't 
get people to do things all the time just by appealing to their reason and getting them to go along with your way. So what society was ever formed without violence? Answer, none, none, okay? And so, but the society we live in, the society where our families, our wives, our husbands, our children, our grandchildren, the society that our ancestors, the, the people that you have fond memories of, your parents, your grandparents, and if you remember them, your great-grandparents, and I remember mine, okay? Uh, what we have is the inher inheritance that they bequeathed to us. That is what we have, and so that is what we must fight for, and we have a president that is listening to us uh, because we, the people, are saying to this president, we love our nation regardless, and we don't want to hear all this stuff about all the imperfections of America because everything's imperfect, you know, but it's less imperfect here by evidence of the fact that everyone wants to be here. And if it was more imperfect, they want to be somewhere else. The last time I checked, China does not have an illegal immigrant problem. Last time I checked, Russia does not have an illegal immigrant problem. Last time I checked, Cuba and Venezuela, all these hellholes, they do not have an illegal immigrant problem, okay? Later in the program, we're going to get, I did a little research last night of the most dangerous cities, and um, out of the top 50, I think over 40 of them are in Central and South America, okay? The most dangerous cities with the highest murder rates in the world, okay? And so these places, they don't have illegal immigrant problems, okay? Nobody's busting their gates down to get in. Hey, hey, it's so good. I want to give me some of that. No, they come here. And so don't you listen to these people that tell you, and this is a trick. See, one of the names of Satan, you see, and this is why I, I wish there were more conservatives that would rely on God's holy word. Because Christian faith and conservative values, they go together like peanut butter and jelly. I'm telling you, it's uh, you just can't have one without the other, you know. And if you don't believe me, you try to get some bread and put just some peanut butter on it and see, don't you run for the jelly, <laughs> okay? <laughs> you, you, you can't have one without the other. And uh, I just wish more people would not buy into this thing because Satan is the accuser. Okay, and what Satan does is accuse, and and quite often Satan accuses of that which his yielded vessels are guilty of. Okay, and uh, and notice I didn't say what Satan is guilty of. I said what Satan's yielded vessels are guilty of, because these are live flesh and blood human beings. They have free will, just like you and I, and they have made a choice. Okay. They have chosen to follow Satan, okay? What, whatever you call it, okay? They have made a choice. You can say Satan, you can say Baal or Baal or Molech, or they've chosen to follow humanism. They've chosen to follow greed, money, sex, power, deception, uh, you know, success by any means necessary, whatever. But they've chosen not to follow the narrow path, but they have chosen to follow uh, the wide path. But anyway, we're up against a bottom of the hour news break here. And we're going to take that break and we'll be right back. He 
the hairs on your arm will stand up at the terror in each sip. America, your friendly neighborhood hatchet man coming back at you live here on America's Big Dog Radio Program, the really real deal. And uh, hey, after this, folks, we have one more live Saturday to do. That'll be next Saturday. That'll be our final Saturday live. Uh, once we start doing the program uh, from 4 to 6 p.m. in the afternoon drive uh, during the weekdays, uh, our Saturday program will be a rebroadcast. Okay, so. Uh, looking forward to that. You'll still be able to get the hatchet man, but you won't be able to call up. So, uh, hey, if you'd like to call up now, the number is 804-454-1366. 804-454-1366. Yeah. And uh, now before the break, you know, I was I was sharing with you of how the, uh, you know, Christian conservatism needs to go hand in hand. And I know we have a lot of uh, conservatives. I, you know, I call it the Christian conservative constitutional coalition. And, uh, and, you know, and I know not everyone is, uh, I guess you would call a, an active church goer. And that's all, that's all fine and dandy because a coalition uh, by definition is uh, different groups of people uh, that, come together and so if 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 they were if there were no need for a coalition you would just call it the the christians or you would just call it the the conservatives okay or you would just call it the constitutionalists okay but it's it's a coalition and it's a coalition of people that believe in things uh that are real okay uh we believe in the word of god we believe in the founding of our nation we believe in science and mathematics uh you know we believe you can't spend more than you earn uh you can't do it but so long anyway you know it's just um you know we we want to run the nation the way we run our households okay we teach our children to do the right thing we balance our budgets we pay our debts we do our duty and uh, the people that run the nation, uh, uh, they don't do a lot of these things, but yet and still, somehow they manage to get themselves elected, okay? And one of the reasons they're able to do that is because they have successfully accused, again, Satan is the accuser, okay? They have successfully accused Christians of being mean, narrow-minded, you know, we won't accept, you know, like if, for example, you want to teach you, you want grandchildren. So you want your son to like girls and you want your daughter to like boys. And so now they will accuse you of, oh, that's narrow minded. That's mean. Because what about the people that are born different? You know, what about them? And so they hold them up in in the school that you willingly put your your children on the school bus and you send them to these people. And then when your when your son or daughter or grandson or granddaughter, when they come home with purple hair or when they come home and, you know, your grandson wants to wear a dress and your granddaughter, she wants a girlfriend. And you, now you're upset. OK, but this could have been stopped because the word of God says that we are to teach our children 
upon rising, upon setting, upon walking to and coming home, in our coming and our going, we are to always teach the word of God. Because see, just it's like Ronald Reagan said, freedom isn't in our DNA. It, each generation has to fight for it, and we have to teach it, okay? It's not handed naturally in the DNA. It has to be taught, okay? And so that's what I do, and I, I teach it. And, you know, and there are some people that say, oh, hatchet man is no need, and they'll cite all this, you know, what the sins of, uh, let's just say one, for example. Uh, you know, people want to cite the sins of people that are Christians or the sins of people that are Republicans, okay? And Jesus says all sin. Okay, so it's not uh, that's not a shock that there are people in our coalition that sin. But the other coalition, the coalition of evil, (laughs) I mean, sin with them is the main course. (laughs) Okay, and so and I find it always interesting that uh, let's just take one of one member of this coalition, the uh the establishment Republicans, for instance, I'm not just I'm not picking on them. This is just an example I want you to think about that these people, they will fight so very, very hard against their fellow Republican. And then and this is like in a primary, they'll pull out all the stops. And so if you're a Christian, if you're a conservative, if you if you're a hardcore, really, really believe in these values, then oh well, you're narrow minded because you can't see the other person's point of view. You're not fair. OK, and so they, they, they pull out all the stops to fight you. Look at how they fought Trump, how they fought Ted Cruz. Look at how they fought Ken Cuccinelli. Look at how they fought Corey Stewart. OK, any, you know, anybody. OK, and, and you go across the country and it's the same out in Arizona. That cinema chick, this chick is an open. Uh, what is she, an open lesbian or open bisexual or whatever? And, you know, she's talked witchcraft. She said that. The people of Arizona are, um, it's what, the meth capital of the world? Or I mean, she's just went on and on with things that were so ridiculously crazy. I mean, and she even looks like a nut. And the Republicans had an opportunity. They had a choice between a really, really good, strong, uh, hardcore, rock-ribbed, uh, Christian conservative. They had two women and then they had the other woman, uh, the one that won the nomination but lost the election, uh, Sally, I, I think her name was McBride. Uh, I think I got that name wrong, but she was a, a very, very quality candidate, but not really the hardcore, really, really staunch Christian that um, her 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 primary opponent was, but the establishment went all out and literally destroyed the other woman. And then the woman that they put up there, she lost. You saw the same thing with the uh, Supreme Court uh, nomination. We went, you know, there were many people that wanted Kavanaugh, but there were many, many people that wanted Amy Barrett. Okay. And she, uh, again, a, a more of a hardcore Christian, but they were like, oh, no, because they're going to use her Christianity against her. They're going to defeat her. And look, what did we do? We went all out for the weaker of the two, and we got him nominated over all types of hell being raised. And the first thing he did was punted 
on defending the sanctity of, of human life in the Planned Parenthood case by refusing. He joined with the very people that attempted to destroy him. He joined with them. OK, and so this is a problem. And what it's going to take is going to take Christians and conservatives not falling for the trick. That is what it's going to take. Christians and conservatives, we have to stop falling for the trick. Okay. The action is in the primary and in the primary, what you have to do, and this is where I'm going to, I'm going to differ with the godfather of conservatism. Okay. (laughs) Because, um, you know, he had this saying, you know, and then he's from a different era, more genteel era, you know, with the, you know, with the affected British accent and all. Yes. Well, we want what we want to do is we want to we want to nominate uh, the conservative that has the best chance to win. Oh, uh, yes. Yes. That's what we want to do. And uh, I mean, you know, and I'm not. Well, started to say I'm not mocking the man, but maybe I am. Okay, I'm not hating on him. Put it that way. I mean, he was what he was. He was brilliant, so maybe he had a right to affect his British accent. I don't know, but I do know this: the clock has turned, and we're no longer living in his era. Okay, we're living in the Hatchet Man's era. Okay, we're living in the era of Generation X. We're not living in the era of the baby boomer. The baby boomer is at the top of the pecking order and Generation X, my generation, we're next in line and they're not going to play nice and tell us, okay, Generation X, it's your turn. That's not going to happen. We're going to have to take it from them. Okay. And if we fail to take it, they're going to drive this country to the point and some people say, Hatchet Man, you lay you on the late show. That's already happened. The, the point of no return. And so, but we have to stop with that. Oh, the, 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 the conservative that has the best chance to win because they all have a chance to win. Okay. What we have to do is nominate the, the, the conservative that truly believes what they say. Okay. That's what we have to do. And so you got, uh, you know, the woman out in Arizona, she did not have the cojones to really take it to this woman that said all these stupid, crazy things, because there's no reason why uh, Christian cinema should be the senator from Arizona. There's no reason. There's no sane reason why. OK, I mean, a border state like Arizona. Are you kidding me? OK, they got the really real deal. They they share a border with Mexico. And you're going to tell me a Democrat in this environment, a Democrat can win. Okay, it has to be either they stole it or the Republicans are just so stupid. You know, it's probably a combination of the two. And matter, as a matter of fact, um, at the close of the election, um, the Republican was ahead. And then, you know, by the time the election was over, things had turned. And it's just uh, I mean, it, the, 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 the evil that these Democrats do, it knows no end. Okay, and so we have to get away from this uh, silly notion of a bygone era, which really it wasn't even true back then. Okay, but you had a cohort of people that wanted it to be true. They projected it as true. This idea that Republicans and Democrats could get along in a in a mild kind of way. I mean, Tip O'Neill and Ronald Reagan, give me a break. Okay. The horrible, ugly things that Tip O'Neill said about Ronald Reagan. Now, 
Ronald Reagan never said those ugly things about tip. You know, it's just because it's not in our nature as Christian conservatives. That's just not in our nature. And I'm in agreement with keeping that part to, that we should keep our humanity and not descend like them as far as using lies. But we won't even use the truth. OK, we won't even use the truth. And so. This is what has to happen. Uh, and, and, and you look back over the year, and I've only covered one thing of the year uh, so far. That was the Brett Kavanaugh debacle, uh, the nastiness, the ugliness, and, and, the, and the goofball Republicans treating this woman. This is a 57-year-old woman who's using a, a voice of a 15-year-old. As a matter of fact, the voice of a stupid 15-year-old. Well, yes, when, when I was 15, uh, Brett Kavanaugh was hanging around the door with a red cup. And I think maybe in that red cup, they, perhaps maybe he might have spiked some punch or maybe one of his friends maybe might have spiked the punch. I really don't know because I didn't drink any of uh, but Oh, no, but on second thought, maybe I did because maybe that's why I don't remember uh, the address or the neighborhood or how many people were there or, you know, maybe I was just drunk. I mean, and folks, if this was a TV show, you would turn the channel off because you would think, well, wow, there's nothing that Nothing that stupid could be real. But this played out in the year 2018 for weeks, okay, for weeks. And then all you saw was goofball and these were white-haired Republicans. No offense, I love my elders. Okay, you heard the little song I did at the beginning of the program, my favorite thing, one of my favorite things, silver-haired elders. Where's my song? Okay, silver-haired elders with many blessings, these are a few of my favorite things. <laughs> and I meant that. I do love my elders. But look, it gets to a point in life where, you know, you have you know, your elder has given you the baton of leadership and you're running your leg of the race. And so you have to run it. OK, and that's what I'm doing. They, my elders taught me all I know. And and so it's my leg of the race and my generational cohorts. It's our Collectively, it is our leg of the race. Okay. And so, if you're a Generation X person, you have to, and perhaps we have to do it respectfully, um, but we have to take the mantle of leadership, you know, and not from the, not all elders are, are, are you know, are goofballs like these guys were handling the Kavanaugh. Uh, situation, okay, because that woman was a liar from the pit of hell. You're not the periphery of hell from the pit, okay? She was a liar from the beginning. Ditto with the Mueller investigation, okay, which is another of the big news events as we recap the year uh, 2018, okay? But with the Kavanaugh situation, here you got Kavanaugh joining with uh, Roberts, and so now rather than have one Justice Kennedy that's going to sit on the fence, now we've got two, okay? And uh, Chief Justice Roberts already showed his colors uh, back with the Obama scam healthcare ruling, which was totally unconstitutional and made him worthy of impeachment. You heard it right, impeachment. He openly violated the Constitution of the United States of America. And so if the Supreme Court or our court system in general, and the Supreme Court being at the top of the court system, 
if that is the place where you go to make a decision on what is constitutional and non-constitutional, okay? And so then you have the chief. This is the number one guy in law, in not law enforcement, but in law interpretation in the United he, He's not just an associate justice of the Supreme Court. He is the chief justice. And when he writes an opinion that a first-year law school student can look at and say, this is unconstitutional, so then that begs the question, who watches the watchers? Okay. And so the Constitution has a solution for that, and it is called impeachment. And so, but now where are the people that have the will? And what we're going to do, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I'm going to explain the reason why it's not done and why it must be done. Because if it is not done, uh, hey, we, this, this this thing with Trump is just going to be a minor hiccup in a rapid descent of this great nation. And we're going to take that break right now. A man and his microphone, Brother Craig. Feeling my way through the darkness, guided by a beating heart. I can't tell where the journey will end, but I know where to start. They tell me I'm too young to understand. They say I'm caught up in a dream. Well, life will pass me by if I don't open up my eyes. So that's fine by me. So wake me up when it's all over. When I'm wiser and I'm older. All this time I was finding myself in a Hello, Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at SalvationArmyUSA.org. Military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at SOWWCharity.com. Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at VAChristian.org and SaltAndLightCouncil.org. And there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. So we support not only our own group, the First Amendment Inc.com, which keeps us on the air, but the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. Give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And give in the measure that God has given to you. Thank you, Virginia, and God bless you. Welcome back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here. And I've neglected to give the number out here as uh, my good friend Jim uh, typed here on the uh, hatchet cam on Facebook Live. Uh, but the, And I've typed it there for all the Facebook folks. You can see it. And uh, But for you out there listening, it's 804-454-1366, 804-454-1366. 
But yeah, back to uh, what I was saying before the break there about uh, the uh, the Supreme Court is that the uh, impeachment must be used and uh, we must have people. In a, and again, this is going to be my generational cohorts. Uh, you know, the, the, the baby boomers that are in there, they're just, for the, you know, there are a few, but for the most part, they're not going to do it. Okay. It's going to be uh, folks in their 40s and 50s that are going to do it. And, uh, you know, these guys in their 60s and 70s, uh, they, they're not going to do it. They've been a, around a while. They are part of that system. They have tentacles and whether they know it or not, uh, they're part of the problem. And they may mean well, but, you know, the road to hell is paved with what? Good intentions. Okay. And so uh, times have changed and it, it takes a people uh, that, you know, that grew up in a tougher environment that has more of a tough mentality because we are at war. Uh, we're literally at war like we do every four generations in the United States. Uh, we go to war with each other. The uh, Revolutionary War uh, was not just America versus England. It was, you know, one third wanted to fight England, one third wanted to stay with England, and one third didn't care. So those two thirds that had differing opinions, they fought each other. So we had to fight fellow Americans as well as the British, okay? So they they were the swamp of their day. They were the people that were financially benefiting from the status quo of England being in charge, okay? And so they did not want to give that up uh, in spite of the the need for, you know, the break from the mother country, in spite of that need, in spite of, you know, all of the uh, problems that arose you know, they felt like, well, it doesn't affect me and my family because we're at the top of the pecking order. OK, it affects my neighbor down the road. But that's just tough. OK, so that was the swamp and the swamp fought and, and the patriots fought against them. Um, they were the loyalists. And, you know, George Washington and his gang, they were the patriots. OK, and of course, we won. So it was American fighting American. Four generations later, the Civil War. And again, you know, and it built up. It just gradually built up. You didn't just wake up one day and it's 1861 and folks decide, oh, let's have a civil war. It built and built and built. Okay, but it was four generations. And again, American fought American. Uh, 700,000 died. Our bloodiest uh, war ever. And, you know, fast forward four generations. And again, you you have the same thing. You have this notion that freedom is a gift from God, which is what the founders uh, felt like, which is what the uh, abolitionists in the Civil War felt like. And you had another side that said, no, your freedom is whatever we say it is. And so, you know, the British, they said, hey, your freedom, we, we say what the limit of your freedom is, not God. We say that. And a war was fought. Civil War. Okay. The, the slave owners. We say what the limit of, of the freedom of a slave is. God doesn't say that. We say that. And a war was fought, okay, four generations later. Hitler, Hirohito, Mussolini. We say what the limit of your freedom is, okay? Not God. We say that, okay? And a war was fought. And so for now, here we again, <clears throat> four generations later, okay? And it's always, always, and I know... You who are longtime listeners, you've heard me say this before, but, you know, there are new people coming on board all the time that maybe this is the first time they've ever heard this. Okay. 
So please bear with me as I repeat it. But, you know, it's, it's just, it's that time. It's four generations. We've got the right president. Okay. We got a tough president. And, but I, this tough president needs to get tougher. Okay. Cause Washington was tough. Lincoln was tough. FDR was tough. They broke rules. Okay. And, um, but in the, in, 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 in the service of a larger, greater mission. Okay. And so Trump just has to get tough. And, and he really, I don't even really see where he really needs to break any rules. He just needs to take the, the uh, tools that he has and use them more effectively. Okay. And this, this false rule of friendship that he's going to get along with Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer. I mean, give me a break. You're going to get along with these people. This is war. President Trump, this is war. And I I pray that President Trump has people around him that are telling him this, that this is war or that or that he innately knows it. I have a sense that perhaps he knows it and that there is a battle uh, among his advisors. One of the things I've heard several people say about President Trump is that he likes having these opposing opinions and you know, but uh, for my money, it's almost like, you know, you, you know, you got the weather report and you got a po- it's raining outside. And one guy says, well, Mr. President, it's raining. And the other guy says, well, Mr. President, it's not raining. I mean, you can look for yourself, Mr. President. It's raining. OK, you, the other guy that's telling you it's not raining. Send him down the road. OK, it's just it's just that simple. Sometimes it just gets to the place where it is just that simple simple. Okay. And, uh, cause you know, a lot of this stuff is not rocket science. Okay. Historically, it's true that we have a spiritual crisis. We have a financial crisis. We have a military crisis. We have all different types of crises all at one time, every four generations and folks, we are here. Okay. And this big thing, this phony government shutdown, this is another thing that was big news in the year of 2018. This phony government shutdown. Think about this, folks. You have $4,400 in $5 bills, okay, which that would be crates. That would be probably two or three crates of $5 bills. $4,400 in $5 bills. It would take one of those $5 bills to build you a wall. That's what we're talking about in comparison to the $4.4 trillion budget and the $5 billion the president wants for the wall. Think about that while we take our top of the hour news break. We will be right back. To carry the heavy load. Man made the electrolyte to take us out of the dark. If tomorrow all the things were gone, I'd work for all my life. And I had to start again with just my children and my wife. I thank my lucky stars to be living here today. Cause the flag still stands for freedom. And they can't take that away. And I'm proud to be an American. Whoa. 
Welcome back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, here. And, uh, hey, for you folks watching on the Hatchet Cam via Facebook Live, uh, got quite a uh, crowd there. And uh, you'll notice the hatchet man is not in the studio today. I'm doing the, the program remotely. Uh, but we still are able to take your phone calls, and we would love to talk to you here as we do our end-of-the-year program that we do uh, every year. So, uh, what well, this is our 10th one, okay, we, uh, 11th. Well, 10th, yeah, we're just starting our 11th year. So, yeah, this is our 10th end-of-the-year uh, program. And the number, if you would like to call, is 804-454-1366. 804 And, um, you know, we... Um, we just uh, and, and look, you just heard the news there, and, and 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 the news was exactly what I was just one of the things I was just discussing uh, uh, in reference to building of the wall. Uh, the police officer who was a legal immigrant, okay, uh, has a five-month-old baby. He was killed by an illegal immigrant, and it's just and it's shameful uh, that these liars that call themselves Democrats, these liars. Okay. And that's, this is, and this is, you know, this is one of the things that aggravates me about a lot of the mainstream news, including Fox news. Okay. Uh, They will have a liar. You could almost put uh, horns and a pitchfork in his hand, a long tail, okay. And And a long forked, a forked silver forked tongue. You could just, mock that up with uh, some CGI special effects. And they, they they give these people a credibility that they do not deserve because they want to be able to sell advertising by keeping you hooked off of this Republican versus Democrat, left versus right, you know, conservative versus liberal, okay? And half of these people don't even know what a conservative is, and the, the, those that they call liberal are not liberal, Okay. I am a liberal. The word liberal, I'm a classic liberal, okay? Uh, the word liberal has its root in the word liberty, okay? And these people that they call liberals today, they do not believe in liberty. They believe in government force. That's not a liberal, okay? That's, you know, that's, you know, a communist, a socialist, a fascist, uh, an atheist, a, a Muslim fundamentalist. That's a member of the coalition of evil. Okay, these are people that want to use the power of government. Now they want to trick you into giving giving them power over you by pretending to be the nice guy. Okay, and so oh, a guy like Brother Craig the Hatchet Man over there, well, he's a hater. Okay, and uh, you know I'm I'm still kind of upset that I never did get that sternly worded letter from the United Nations. <laughs> Telling me to cease and desist, okay? But you never know. I just might get it, and if I ever get it, you trust me, folks. I'm gonna frame it, and uh, I'll let everybody know. Hey, I got my sternly worded letter from the United Nations, okay? (laughs) Now I did. I'm a part of the uh, Virginia Christian Alliance, and we did get put on the hate watch. Uh, by, by some group of crazy, uh, I call them neoliberals. Okay, <clears throat> they <clears throat> they call us a hate group, and so I guess that'll have to do. Okay, <laughs> so uh, you know, I have my, uh, I have a copy of that, and uh, as a matter of fact, I need to put that in a frame and hang it up. And uh, so, yeah, it's, it's that that's a good thing. But 
Yeah, they trick people into thinking they're the good guy. And so they want to say, oh, well, we again, Satan is the accuser of the brethren. So they want to accuse you. And again, this is the word of God. It's not the word of Brother Craig. They want to accuse you of what they do. And so this uh, you you have, you know, just look at the facts, not what they say. OK, look at the facts. OK, you have to kind of shut these people up and do your own, become your own analyst. The cop was a legal immigrant. OK, legal. All right. And he's a police officer. He's one of the good guys. He's with us. He's in the Christian conservative constitutional capitalistic coalition. He gets gunned down by an illegal immigrant from Mexico. OK. And so what the neoliberal Democrat liars try to say is, oh, well, Trump and all his uh, Trumpites, you know, they got all kinds of evil names. They call us that we hate immigrants. And so they want to gin up uh, hatred against us among Hispanics, among Asians, among, you know, it, you know, among blacks, among women. It's just it's absolutely ridiculous. OK. And we love immigrants, minorities. We love all people. OK. Particularly, you know, Christians, Christ came for all. He didn't, didn't come for, you know, Christ didn't come to, to save white males. Christ came to save all. He didn't come to save, you know, blacks or Hispanics or Asians or Democrats or Republicans. Christ came for all. OK, but he's not going to override your free will and my free will. OK, and these people, they even have the free will to lie and deceive. OK, and we have to use a thing called discernment. OK. Because, again, the word of God, not the word of Brother Craig, it says even the elect would be deceived if possible. OK, so that means these are some really crafty liars. Think about that. The word of God says even the elect, the elect, not the average Joe, the elect, cream of the crop, the top, if possible, even they would be deceived. So these people are really, really good at lying. So you have to be really, really good at discernment. Okay, so you have to discern the information you're being given, you know, and you've heard uh, caveat emptor. Okay, I'm telling you caveat lector. Okay, caveat emptor means buyer beware. Most people have heard of that. Caveat lector. Reader beware, listener beware, consumer of information beware, okay? And so one of the things I do as your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, your watchman on the wall, and, um, you know, we, we, we're expanding the program. Uh, we'll be doing the afternoon drive in the new year, January 7th, uh, starting off 4 to 6 in the Richmond, Virginia uh, well, actually, it's the central Virginia, which encompasses uh, Richmond, Henrico, Chesterfield, uh, parts of Hanover, uh, Charles City, New Kent, um, what, Prince George, Petersburg, um, few, uh, there's some of the other areas on the other side of Petersburg, Colonial Heights, uh, covers a pretty wide area all the way down to uh, Hampton, Newport News. OK, so looking very much forward to do that now. Uh, end of year program. Uh, we're going to get into some of the uh, in memoriam here that um, 
folks, uh, prominent people that we've lost in the year 2018. If you would like to comment or have a question uh, or in any other way participate in the program, the number is 804-454-1366, 804-454-1366. It's a quarter after, and uh, we're going to take a really, really uh, quick break, uh, and this will be to let you know uh, if you like this program, whether you're new to the program or whether you've been around uh, for the whole 10 years now into our 11th year, uh, you know freedom is not free, and uh, we're going to make a real concerted effort to push to try to get some uh, advertiser support uh, for the program, but whether we get the advertiser support or not, the truth must ring out, and uh, and I, I think, uh, well, I guess it's up to you to say that, not up to me to say this, but... Um, you know, I think you get truth here unlike you get anywhere else. And uh, that's that's been my experience. And that's the feedback that I get. And uh, and it's just it's from the Lord. Uh, I'm very, very blessed. I'm not a genius. I'm not a um, Bible scholar. I'm not a theologian. I'm really just a humble little old country boy from Charles City, Virginia, to tell you the truth. But, you know, I guess, you know, and folks think I'm a preacher and I tell them, well, no, I'm not a preacher. But sometimes I play one on the radio. Okay. <laughs> now, Reverend Chickenfoot doesn't like that, but it seems I, I have an audience that likes it. And I just want you all out there to know I really, really appreciate that. But I tell you, uh, you know, if it's not for my sweet, wonderful Mrs. Hatchet, who sets all these wonderful interviews up. As a matter of fact, my very first week of going back to the afternoon drive, our very first guest that Monday, we're going to have Dr. Jerome Corsi. Of course, he's a very, very big friend of this program. We've been honored and blessed by his presence, uh, I think, at least about 10 times over these 10 years. And uh, so we, we uh, reached out to him to be our very, very first guest. And so, but that's the level of guests that we tend to have. We've done four or 500 interviews in 10 years, and uh, they're all, uh, I don't know how Mrs. Hatchet does it, but she goes out and gets the cream of the crop uh, for the Hatchet man. And, and that kind of makes me look good. It, it makes me seem smarter than I am. So I'll take it. Anyway, we're going to take this break and we'll be right back. A man and his microphone, Brother Craig. <laughs> Hello, Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. 
There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at SalvationArmyUSA.org. Military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at SOWWCharity.com. Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at VAChristian.org and SaltAndLightCouncil.org. And there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. So we support not only our own group, the First Amendment Inc.com, which keeps us on the air, but the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. Give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And give in the measure that God has given to you. Thank you, Virginia, and God bless you. Just as I am without one plea, but that thy blood wash it for me, and that thou bidst me come to thee, O Lamb of God, I come. I come. Welcome back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on America's Big Dog Radio program, The Really Real Deal. And uh, hey, that was a little bit of Johnny Cash singing uh, Billy Graham's favorite Christian spiritual, Just As I Am. So very, very fitting as I'm about to get into uh, the In Memoriam. Uh, segment of today's uh, program, and uh, Billy Graham has the list of uh, people that we lost in the year 2018. He was 99 years old, the same age as my grandmother, who's still with us. And, uh, you know, he passed in February. Um, really, really, uh, you know, the thing about Billy Graham was he could not exist as Billy Graham if he had gotten his start today, okay? But he got his start in the America that had just completed the conquest of Hitler, Hirohito, and Mussolini and had climbed up out of the depression, okay? And so as he was being started, the media of that day puffed him up and the word went out uh, to puff up Billy Graham. And, uh, you know, he was having these... uh, tent crusades and um he did so the news media was all about billy graham and so uh folks just came and it was just overwhelming and then the thing just took off and from that beginning back in the 1940s uh he got to the place where he personally preached to millions and millions of people okay millions of people and so i mean it was something else uh you know, I never attended a Billy Graham crusade, but I've seen, you know, in studying, a, you know, I've interviewed one of the Billy Graham authors. Uh, this was, you know, several years ago, we interviewed this gentleman. And uh, and so in doing the research for that, and then, of course, when he passed away, the uh, retrospectives of his life played. And it was just a truly, truly amazing man. And, um, you know, the, uh, the, the well, I'll. No, I, I won't. I won't share that one. I was about. To, I was about to say the only knock, but I, we're just not going to do that right now. 
But um, anyway, uh, we're going to move forward here with uh, because well, for one thing, I have a long list. Uh, Aretha Franklin uh, passed away and, um, you know, she was, what, 76 uh, years old. And one of the songs we play all the time is You Gotta Think. <laughs> okay, And uh, and that song, uh, one of her songs was also was in a hit movie um, that was a, a pretty good movie. What was that? The Blues Brothers, I think it was. Uh, and now there's an atheist that passed away, a very prominent atheist, uh, Stephen Hawking. And, um, you know, I wonder what he thinks now. Uh, so he, he passed in March and, uh, not sure how old he was. He, he was, uh, he was 76 also. Uh, Linda Brown, uh, passed away, uh, and her father filed a lawsuit in Brown versus Board of Education in Kansas. And, uh, so she was, uh, 76 also. Uh, First Lady Barbara Bush, uh, passed. And then, of course, um, you know, uh, several months later, H.W. Bush uh, passed away. And, you know, interesting thing about them. And, I, you know, the, the best thing I can say is I think that their 73 year marriage to one another was wonderful. OK, I think it was wonderful. And uh, but I think as elders, uh, it's incumbent upon elders to, you know, maybe people my age, you know, I'm very vocal, very active. I've chosen sides. Uh, you know, I choose the side of the Christian conservative constitutional coalition. I, you know, I choose the side of Republican versus Democrat 100 percent of the time, even if my Republican is less than perfect. I'm never going to support the Democrat. I, I don't care you know, what the Democrats pedigree is, because if he if he was true, he would be a Republican. He wouldn't be a Democrat. OK, if he was true. And so um, so I've chosen sides. OK, but and I'm very vocal about it because I'm in the prime of my life and I want my side to win. OK, but I think that when you get to be in your 90s, OK, um, to beat up on your own team the way the whole Bush dynasty has done this, be, really beat up on Republicans. I think that was not very becoming. And so, and I think an analysis of uh, a great life would include a very respectful dialogue of the good and the bad. And this is, I'm not hating on either of the Bushes, you know, they're just people. And as my big brother, Jesus Christ said, um, there's none righteous, no, not one, save the Father who is in heaven. And so we are all sinners, uh, and we are all have the potential to be saved by the grace of God if, if that's our choice, if we choose to give our lives over to God through faith in Jesus Christ. We can make that choice and receive grace. But of our own, none of us. So I'm going to say some nice things about the people on this list. And some of them I'm just going to note. And, you know, a lot of the, these are famous people. So you would you would already know uh, most of the names on this list. But I'm just I'm pausing a little bit here at the bushes uh, because I think that it's it's good that uh, when a, a former president and a first lady, 
uh, passes. I think it's good to do what was done. Uh, and I think that's appropriate, you know, whether it's a president, I agree with or not. And so, you know, they'll do the same thing when Obama passes or when Jimmy Carter passes or when Bill Clinton passes or when Donald Trump passes. Okay. And, and it's in each case, it will be appropriate. Okay. But what you find is whenever a, um, someone that threatens the establishment, then you will get this type, you will get a, a type of analysis where they won't, it won't be all sugar-coated. But when a member of the establishment passes, whether it's a, certainly with any Democrat, but with a Republican that leaves our side as the Bushes have and goes over to their side, and, and as John McCain, who passed also, he did the same thing, then any, you know, in, in, in any, and I don't want to say negative, but it's, it's lessons to be learned. Okay. Because these are opportunities to learn lessons and we learn, and most of us, we know from personal experience that the greatest lessons we learn in our own lives is the mistakes that we've made. We, you know, it's good to have successes and you can build upon it. You can learn from a success also. Okay, uh, but you can really learn from a failure, okay, or a success that is less than it could have been. You could do an analysis and say, well, wow, if only I had changed this, that, or the other, that success could have been triple what it was. You, you know, you could you do that, and you all know that I'm, I'm speaking truth here from your own personal experiences. That you know, this this is this is how learning takes place. And so for a society, it's like the society is we're being denied because the, the the media, they will not do this except, you know, they'll demonize Richard Nixon at, at his passing and won't say nice things. They demonize Ronald Reagan, but they had to say some nice things about Reagan, but they said as little as they could. And I mean, when the Nobel Prize was given out, uh, when the uh, Berlin Wall came down, the Nobel Prize went to Gorbachev and not Reagan. Okay, Reagan was the driver of it, and at a minimum, it should have been a joint issue of the Nobel Prize to Reagan and and Gorbachev together. Okay, but in all the talk of uh, President Bush, there was no mention of that he was Reagan's vice president. So there was there was no mention or very little mention of that connection. Okay, and uh, and just like with John McCain, the he actually hated on Sarah Palin, who ran as his vice president, and it's just it's very unfortunate. But look, we're up at the top of the hour news break, and when we come back, we're going to continue this. Okay, now if you'd like to call and comment, eight zero four four five four one three six six.
there's a man going around taking names. And he decides who to free and who to blame. Everybody won't be treated all the same. There'll be a golden ladder reaching down. When the man comes around. Welcome back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Father Craig, coming back at you live. I love that Johnny Cash song, When the Man Comes Around. And, hey, the man is going to come around for all of us, folks. And, uh, hey, the number here is 804-454-1366, 804-454-1366. And uh, we're going to jump right back on where we left off prior to the break, and basically, this is the last thing I'm going to say uh, on the passing. And I'm kind of lumping the Bushes and McCain uh, together, and uh, and both were really, really lauded. And uh, and in in many ways, that's uh, I think that's proper and appropriate. Okay, uh, but the um, the shortcoming I saw with the, and this is the media because the media is not really a media; it's a propaganda arm. Uh, of uh, government forces uh, that are no longer in the service of liberty, but are, are in the service of controlling people, okay? And they control you with information. And so you don't get this balanced view. And I'm trying to do this as respectfully as I can. But, you know, and I started out, I, you know, I've always find when you're going to critique someone, it's good to start out with a positive. And so that 73-year marriage of uh the bushes, uh, that's the positive, okay, the family, and uh, and that's all fine and, and, and good. But, I mean, you know, even the mafia is big on family, okay? And so, <laughs> I mean, that's, you know, it, it, that that that's a good thing. But now you have to dig a little deeper. The first time I ever heard the words New World Order articulated, I heard them come from the lips of uh, President H.W. Bush, Okay, uh, this was after the fall of the Soviet Union, of course, and you know you you were you were hearing the term New World Order. Now he did not originate the term. Obviously, the the term New World Order had been around a while, but it was just the first time a president had used that term. Okay, and so and then we know the Bushes were big, uh, you know, and this is uh, W also H W and W uh, were 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 big on. You know, United Nations were big on this um, America, Mexico, and Canada, the superhighway. Um, they, they 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 were big on things like that. As a matter of fact, W uh, got upset with Ted Cruz because Ted Cruz won a case in the world court uh, that the Bushes were against, and this was a case of uh, extradition of a murderer that had murdered a citizen of the United States who was from Texas. And, uh, you know, Bush and the United Nations and the World Court and, you know, all these people are on one side. And whereas uh, Ted Cruz wanted justice for the American citizen on the other side, and no one thought Ted Cruz stood a chance and Ted Cruz beat them. Okay. And so what ended up happening is, the Bushes, a, 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 a very visceral hatred came out. Uh, and this is what I was saying earlier about when you get to be, 
you know, silver-haired. You, 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 there would be a mellowing, okay? And then I think one of the reasons why you didn't get that from the Bushes is because they're still in the game because they had a dynasty, and so they want, you know, uh, W got his turn. They wanted Jeb to get his turn, and then there's another one, Prescott Bush, who's like maybe in his 30s or 40s. He's something, what, commissioner or land commissioner or something like that down in Texas, and you know, they've been prepping him, you know, from day one. He was a school teacher for a year. And you know, this is a little game they play. It's like, so then when he gets to run for president one day, or governor or senator, whatever would be his first foray. His first foray was actually the job he has now, land commissioner, which is a big deal in Texas, land commissioner, okay? Uh, but, you know, trust me on this. He's going to be cl- seeking higher office. So part of his resume will be former school teacher. OK, because everyone has fond memories of their school teacher. OK, so it's just, you know, not that, you know, there's this great love for teaching. It's it's a scam. It's it's. Yeah, that that's just what it is. And but this is what a dynasty does. And so and I'm thinking, okay, so this is why there this mellowing that typically there would be a mellowing, but when people have children and grandchildren that are in the game, they can't get out of the game and just be be fair, be the elder statesman and just so when people cry out, well, wow, there once was a day and there's all this about, you know, how dignified he was. And, and it's, that part is very, very true. His uh, Bush's personal demeanor was very dignified, very understated. You know, he's, uh, you know, was truly a man of his generation. And I respect that um, about him. But at the same time, you know, how many, you know, almost every movie I've seen about the Nazis, you know, when they're dining, they are well-dressed, well-groomed, they articulate well, there's classical music playing, they have impeccable manners, and, you know, they're, they're very civilized and, you know, and have a very cultivated uh, tastes. But, it, you know, they're putting... Six million Jews and five million Christians and, and, and gypsies and others in ovens. Okay. And so, you know, the demeanor is one thing. Okay. And I can appreciate the demeanor, but let's boil down, and this is analysis, you know, and it's sometimes it's not pretty, but this is, I mean, if we're going to be thinking people and if we're going to be able to use discernment, then, you know, I'm not saying that the Bushes are Nazis. I'm just saying that we cannot allow when we're doing an analysis of a life, okay, and what that life means to the health of the overall nation, okay, and should the nation take on what this particular individual embodies or promotes or believes in, then... These are serious, serious issues, and it shouldn't be taken lightly. But, you know, these these media people, they push out buttons and we don't really think we react. Okay, we allow ourselves to be pushed around, you know, mentally and spiritually. Okay, and it just takes a little bit of thought. If you just peel the onion back and you just ask one question, then two questions, then three, you you know, you just go beneath the surface just a little bit. You don't, you know, you don't need a crystal ball to know everything about a person's life. It's just the information is right there hiding in plain sight. 
but there are very, very few people in media willing to say these types of things. Okay. And, um, you know, maybe that's why I can't get advertisers. I don't know, but you know, hopefully there are going to be enough donors to, you know, to keep me on the air and you never know, there might be a brave advertiser, uh, that will come along and, you know, and help us because it's a very heavy lift we're going to have in the year coming up to, uh, go from just our only broadcast being this, this Saturday morning broadcast to being, you know, and a fixture in your afternoon drive day after day. Uh, that's a heavy lift. So I'm, I'm praying that you Christian conservatives out there are going to, uh, you know, step up and, and stand with me as a watchman on the wall. But, you know, this, this, this thing with, um, and this is the last thing, last thought that I'm going to share on the cases of, uh, John McCain, uh, Barbara Bush and H.W. Bush was that the Lord's prayer says that we should forgive our trespass. We would ask God to forgive our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. So to the degree that we grant forgiveness, that's the same degree that we shall receive forgiveness. And that's not me speaking. That is the word of God. Okay. Um, so, and we all, and we all know that. Okay. And so I would just say this, that in their last days, that the words that came out of Barbara Bush's own mouth towards Sarah Palin were ugly. Okay. The words that came out of H.W. Bush's own mouth to Donald Trump were ugly. Okay. And ditto Ted Cruz. Okay. These things were ugly. And the, and the Bush family made a big deal of announcing to the world that they voted for uh, Hillary Clinton. Okay. And so John McCain made a big deal of saying, I do not want President Trump at my funeral, and I do not want my running mate Sarah Palin at my funeral. And so these things say an awful lot about these people, and I'm going to leave it at that just out of their own words, okay? I'm not going to, for one thing, I don't have the time to go into all the other stuff, but uh, so there's some good there, and then there's some not so good there, and that's just something to reflect on because the you know the end of the year you, we want to reflect on it uh, so that we can know how to comport ourselves going forward and, and not be fooled by these things. This is not designed as a hate fest on anyone. And uh, but anyway, a few others that we we lost in the year. Um, uh, Three right here that all committed suicide, Margot Kidder, Kate Spade, and Anthony Bourdain, okay? Anthony Bourdain was a celebrity chef. Kate Spade was a designer. Margot Kidder, she was Lois Lane, okay? Uh, suicide. And there are quite a few others in the list um, that were suicides, but the list is just too long to cover everyone. Joe Jackson passed away, wanted to be a boxer, uh, certainly had a mean streak, uh, but had a streak of discipline. And so he saw the talent of his sons who became the Jackson five. Okay. Uh, Michael Jackson. And I remember at Michael Jackson's passing and, you know, he, he 
had a, a very tough time of his life at the end of his life and died from a drug overdose. And it's like he, the guy never had a childhood. And so he spent most of his adult life trying to be a child. And, uh, and so what do you say about Joe Jackson? And it's, uh, I, and for this, I don't really know the answer because on the one hand, the discipline, did it create the Jackson five? Would there have been a Jackson five without Joe Jackson's discipline? Okay. And then on the flip side, had there not been a Jackson five, would Michael Tito and all these guys, would they have had normal lives, but have just been happier, more well-adjusted people? And that's just, uh, you know, something for you to think about. Uh, one of the new world order elites died, Kofi Annan, who was, uh, uh, and uh, born to Ghanaian arist- aristocracy, okay, not the um, average everyday African, you know, one of the elites, okay. And so, when you go through the history of slavery in Africa, we have to remember now that it was not white people coming into Africa taking African slaves. It was the elite, the the, the tribal chiefs, the top dogs directing the capture of slaves from neighboring tribes and then selling them to Europeans, okay? And so it was more likely that the Arabs would come in and take slaves than it was the Europeans would come in and take slaves. As a matter of fact, the Arabs are still doing it, okay? And I have a friend who himself personally was a slave, okay? And uh, he's now running for the presidency of South Sudan, Bo uh, Guy Ding. And so there's something to think about there. Uh, we already covered McCain. Uh, Neil Simon uh, passed away. He had the most Academy Award nominations and Tony Award nominations in history. Neil Simon, uh, the odd couple. Uh, you'll remember that. I, I enjoyed the TV version, but he, it was a play to start with. Burt Reynolds passed. Paul Allen, co-founder of Microsoft. Stan Lee, Stan the Man Lee. Okay, uh, I was a comic book fan growing up, folks. There's <laughs> uh, a wonder I got an education because uh, early in school um, I would walk to school rather than catch the bus. This was back when we lived in Newport News, and I would stop at. Uh, I would do two things. I would stop at the um, the creek jump the creek and, and if it had rained sometimes I wouldn't make it and my, my feet would be wet but then there'd be a railroad track and I'd put money on the railroad track and wait for the train to come the train would flatten the money and then I would take the money to school and sell it for you know more than it was worth if it was not flat and with my profits I would buy comic books and candy <laughs> And so that's how I became a comic book fan. And so sitting in school when everyone else was reading a textbook, uh, Craig, the hatchet man, I had a comic book inside the textbook and I was reading the comic book. (laughs) I don't know how I got away with that, but I did. (laughs) Anyway, so Stan Lee passed away. He was 95 years old. Uh, Penny Marshall from Laverne and Shirley, Nancy Wilson, one of those songstresses uh, from back in the day, uh, just a beautiful lady, a beautiful persona, a beautiful voice. Roy Clark, another one I grew up, uh, you know, whenever I spent my summers in Charles City with my grandparents, 
uh, Hee Haw was a fixture every Saturday. It was Hee Haw and then the wrestling, which, or as we called it in the country, wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Little House on the Prairie, uh, Harriet Olson, uh, was played by Catherine McGregor. She was 95 also. Uh, Charles Krauthammer passed away. and He was only 68, former Democrat who saw the light and, and came around. Okay, The People's Court, Harry Anderson passed away. Again, another young guy, only 65. Uh, Matthew Mellon, one of the heirs to the Mellon banking family. And uh, when I looked at the picture of him, it's like, wow, this guy was born a billionaire and looks like he's had a really, really rough life. But he died in rehab, drug rehab uh, down in Mexico. Uh, R. Lee Ermey. Oh, I remember him. He was the gunny, uh, the gunnery sergeant in full metal jacket. And, you know, many people don't know that I've uh, had little small bit parts in a, in a bunch of movies, maybe about 20, 20 movies or so. No, you know, you wouldn't recognize me. But the, my very first movie was Toy Soldiers and Ermey. Uh, you know, he was the guy that was handling all the extras that were got to uh, ride in the helicopter. And then, you know, we donned our uh, military garb and uh, jumped out of the helicopter as it hovered and then stormed this building. And I came in there with the gun blaring and and did a dive with the gun blaring. And I'll tell you, I thought I was doing something. <laughs> I was in that movie for about three seconds. <laughs> but um, I remember him fondly. Um, Yvonne Staples, uh, we lost uh, uh, colon cancer, one of the Staples singers. Winnie Mandela, okay, and now, again, uh, she's another one that they said uh, she was a freedom fighter, okay? She is the mother of the South African necklace, okay? And so they, uh, there's all this talk about uh, how the whites treated the blacks, and but in South Africa, you had, you just didn't have the blacks as one Block. You had these different tribes. Okay, you had the Zosha tribe, you had the Zulu tribe. They were the two big ones. Uh, the Mandelas were from the largest tribe, the Zoshas. The Zulus were the second largest tribe, and then you had several other tribes. And all the smaller tribes, including the Zulus, wanted to have you know everyone have a seat at the table, but the Zoshas didn't want it that way, and so they actually would kill their fellow blacks. Okay. And there was, there was a thing called a South African necklace. They put a tire around their neck, fill it with gasoline and set it on fire. And so the, uh, you know, the images portrayed of the, um, you know, this, um, it's, it's a, it's a black and white image of the, the, these are fully evil. And these ones over here are fully good and oppressed. And it's just, it's just not the case. Okay. The truth Often you have to really dig a little bit deeper uh, to get the truth, but people are unwilling to do that and they want to just take what the media gives them and say, I'm giving you the really real deal here. But um, Steve Boccio also died and uh, Hill Street Blues, one of the uh, TV shows I used to watch as a very young man. 
Um, and he was a very prolific screenwriter, uh, Hill Street Blues, L.A. Law, NYPD Blue, Doogie Hauser, even. OK, although today I don't really like Doogie Hauser because if a little young 20 something year old doctor comes my way. Um, no, sir. No, sir. You can bring me some white hair, please. <laughs> OK, I don't want Doogie Hauser. Um, Uber Da Vinci. OK, uh, or as they say in the hood. Hubert. <laughs> Hubert Da Vinci. Uh, he's of the Da Vinci, um, uh, what do you call it, a clothing line. But anyway, he, he was 91. He dressed Audrey Hepburn, okay? And, you know, classic, classic actress, you know, Sabrina, Breakfast at Tiffany's. I mean, he could just go on and on and just. I mean, so he, he, he dressed the stars, okay? Vic Damone, uh, another great singer. Dennis Edwards of The Temptations, uh, he was 74. Vic Damone was 89. Jerry Van Dyke was 86. V.S. Nepal, uh, writer, uh, he's from India, but was born in Trinidad, actually, and, um, educated in uh England and so he and he wrote about the uh Indian diaspora and the, the, the colonialism and he wasn't uh one-sided about it he had a sharp pen for the uh native Indians as well as for the British colonialists and uh and a and a plethora of uh, folks that I remember fondly from the sports world uh Willie McCovey Jim Taylor, George Taliaferro. Uh, Taliaferro, he was the first black that was drafted in the NFL in 1949, drafted by the Chicago Bears. Dwight Clark, San Francisco 49er wide receiver. He, young guy, 61, Lou Gehrig's disease. Chuck Knox, the Rams coach, three times coach of the year. I mean, Chuck Knox looked like he was made of granite, okay? Just tough, tough guy. Hal Greer, 10-time All-Star. I didn't realize that he was the uh, all-times point leader for the Philadelphia 76ers, Hal Greer. Yeah, who would have thought? I mean, they've had some really, really big-name people come through Philly. I'll tell you. Um, Wayne Huzinga, Miami Dolphins owner, uh, went from college dropout to billionaire, okay? Garbage trucks, blockbuster video. I mean, you name it, he did it. Uh, Wayne Huzinga. Um, Oscar Gamble of the Yankees, another young guy, was a 17-year Yankee. JoJo White, Celtics legend. Man, JoJo could play, I'm telling you. I remember when I was a kid um, back then. I don't even watch sports now, but back then I really did like – because you know, I was an athlete in high school, football, basketball, track, all that, and – uh, I remember the uh, NBA playoffs used to come on really, really late at night. Like it'd come on like 11 o'clock at night. And so you'd have to stay up all night to watch the game. And the longest and one of the best games I ever saw was the Boston Celtics against the Phoenix Suns. And it went into quadruple overtime. Okay. And the Celtics ended up winning the game. I was, I was rooting for the Suns. But the Suns never, ever had a lead at not at any point in the game that they ever lead. But they all at, at the end of each uh, overtime, they managed to tie the score and had another overtime. That was one exciting game. I guess I don't know how old I was, maybe 15 or so. But anyway, and it's strange. I still remember that game. But, you know, Jojo White was one cool customer, I'm telling you, and deadly. 
deadly from the free throw line. And uh, and then uh, and of course, there was Keith Jackson, famous broadcaster and uh, did 15 Rose Bowls. And um, and I can just I mean, and I and I can just almost can hear his voice. He would say, and this is Keith Jackson, and that's going to be all for tonight, folks. And, uh, he, just, he had a kind of a really a classic broadcaster voice. Okay, and you know, unlike the Hatchet Man, I don't have a classic broadcaster voice, but you know, Keith Jackson, he really did. Uh, anyway, I'm looking at the clock here, and we're what uh, three minutes to the uh, end of the day's program, and. Um, it's just been uh, it's been a good year, and I'm looking forward to a, a great year next year. I really didn't have a lot of time uh, to uh, – this would be a good day to have a third hour because, you know, all over America, uh, broadcasters will be sharing with you the notable people that uh, died in uh, 2018. Uh, but how many people are going to talk about uh, 570 people killed in Chicago alone and 2018's not even over yet. Okay. Uh, 671 last year, uh, Detroit, um, they're number four in uh, murder Chicago. They're in the top 10, but they're number one numerically because of their large population. But, um, in some of these cities, I don't even have, uh, the statistic for this year because the year's not over, but, uh, their numbers are very similar to what they were last year. Uh, Detroit, 267, LA, 280, St. Louis, 205. Um, it's, it's just, um, you know, you, you look at the murder rates, uh, they're off the hook and we are arguing over a wall now. And I think I alluded to earlier, and this is the last thing I'm going to share with you uh, before the end of the program. I'm going to try to do this in one minute. Uh, the the highest murder, these are murder rates um, in the, uh, in the world. Uh, Los Cabos, Mexico, 111 people per hundred thousand number two caracas venezuela number three acapulco mexico but anyway you go through the top 50 and there's uh, a few cities from the united states there's two from south africa and all the rest are from central and south america and there are people that are saying we can't take a few dollars and build that wall